Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Well, just love it for Baker to finally have an oppor- the right opportunity and uh, to be free from that entire, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Um, I'm from Ohio, so I have to be careful. You know, so at the end, in the end, he's got another opportunity. He'll be great. He'll, he'll make the most of it. He's ready to be successful. He's healed up. You know, he's a, he's a special player. So I uh, can't wait to watch him and look forward to, you know, seeing him, seeing him out there on the field again. And, uh, you know, fortunately it's it's happening now. He can get ready to, you know, to go into camp and, and be prepared. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas hanging out in studio today. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. There's Coach Stoops. If you have not heard the news, just jumping in the car for the ride home. Yes, Baker Mayfield. Trade is complete. He's headed to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, was the Browns picking up a little over $10 million of that contract? Uh, plus a pick in there. Yeah, so. it was Browns ten and a half million. Carolina is only paying five million. Uh, Baker agreed to drop three and a half mil off that base salary. <laughs> but uh, all parties kind of splitting the finances here. If Baker ends up playing a lot, which he will, Carolina is only going to have to pay five million dollars and give up a fourth round pick in twenty twenty four. What a deal. For the Carolina yep. Panthers. Yep. What a deal. What a deal. Awesome Baker deal. and Jimmy G in week one. Carolina versus Cleveland. Can't wait. Yep. Yep. Good stuff there for Baker Mayfield. Okay. The bottom of last hour, you made a, a proposition to the text line and to myself to say what we think is actually going to happen with college football. Uh, what we think is going to play out. How this thing works. Um, when everything settles after all the speculation and and everything, what does college football actually look like? And I've got what I think. Okay. Um, And this is not necessarily what I want. This is just what I think is going to happen. And I don't know if it takes one year, two years, four years. I don't know. Um, Big Ten, all right, they're going to get USC, UCLA, Washington, Oregon, Notre Dame, and Stanford. Okay. Puts them at 20 teams. Okay. Big 12 is losing OU and Texas, obviously. They're gaining Houston, Central Florida, BYU, and Cincinnati. I also believe that they're going to merge – with the remaining Pac-12, Utah, Arizona State, uh, Arizona, Colorado, um, Washington State, Cal, and Oregon State. Big 12's at 20 schools. Uh, SEC has their 14 now. They're adding OU and Texas, obviously, puts them at 16. I think they add Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and North Carolina. Puts the SEC at 20. And then I believe... And I don't know how it's viewed, if they're calling it a um, a Power Four conference or not, but I believe you're going to have some type of merger with the ACC and the AAC with the remaining schools. Yeah, um, you and I are very, very, very close here. I also think 
when it's all said and done, and it really feels like Notre Dame kind of controls the next move here, or at least the big move that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. But I do think eventually Notre Dame folds into the Big Ten, which would leave the Big Ten at an odd number. Now, you think that means three more teams. I think it's just one more team. I'm going with Notre Dame, and I'm going with Oregon, and I'm interested to hear your reasoning, not so much on Washington, but on Stanford. I agree with you, the rest of the Pac-12 folds into the Big 12. They kind of have their little league there. Maybe they'll have a league championship game in Vegas, lights being flowed out with the Pac-12 and the ACC. Yes, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, and North Carolina, not Duke, fold into the SEC. So you have two major super conferences and two other conferences that basically have alliances with one another and are trying to fight each and every year to have an automatic playoff berth, just get in the playoff, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I thought you and I were going to be far apart. Tell me why Stanford. Now, Stanford has a massive endowment every single year. But why Stanford and not a Cal or anyone else out of the Pac-12? Well, I think with Stanford, I think Stanford is a really well-known school. I think that Stanford – like one of the big things that we've always heard about with the Big Ten is what? The academic side of it, right? And how prestigious the university is, and you've got to be on whatever list. I think They think they're smart. They think they're smart. And I think Stanford, you can't get everything. Like not every school checks every single box, but in order to to round things out and get to the right number, I think – you don't just want to add all of the best schools in the country because you, you're going to have uh, allegiance with the traditional Big Ten schools, and you don't want to bring in everyone that's just going to pound them every every year. I think Stanford, like, it's nice to also add some schools that aren't fantastic. And I think some of their other sports that they do – Oh, they're great Olympic um, sports, right? Swimming and stuff yeah. matches up with some of the Big Ten things that they're they're big into. So – that's my reasoning there because the numbers have to – I think – they don't have to work out, but I think that's the direction it feels like it's going. Text line, Big 12 should go after Oregon, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and BYU. Those two have a natural rivalry. SEC should go after Florida State, Miami. You control all of Florida. Big 12 can stuck it after that. Big 10. Uh, Big Ten, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame and Oregon form their own super conference, play each other twice a year. If someone <laughs> sweeps, then they run through the whack and claim a spot in the playoffs. If they split, then they flip a coin to see who gets the third win and proceeds as follow instead of through the MAC. Right, yeah. I, what, I, an idea that I would think would be pretty cool, because you and I do agree on this, and I think most of us do, it's, it's the SEC and the Big Ten. That's pretty obvious. I wonder if it's all about TV inventory now. And may, this might be tough because it feels like the SEC is going to be the ESPN conference and the Big Ten is going to be the Fox conference. So there's rivalries that exist outside the football field. But it would be fun if you had a Big 12 SEC type of, uh, you know, like they do in basketball every yeah. single year and pit your two best teams against, you know, those two conferences every year, second best, third best, fourth best. But I guess that's what you have a playoff for at the end of the year. But that would still be awesome. Uh, non-conference games well yeah and, and what was it we said the if the if the big 12 and the pac 12 don't don't combine 
they should agree to play the Big 12 champ and the Pac-12 champ uh, the next year in a non-conference game in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, that would be cool, but it would never happen, you know, the – for whatever reason, uh, I guess there's roadblocks to everything in college football. I have no idea what's going to unfold. And uh, I don't. I'm not really sure that I care. Yeah, I mean OU's fine. They're okay. I yeah. I would be a lot more concerned and more worried right now if OU was you know looking for a destination right now. But yeah, man, OU's just fine. Their future is set. This feels like a forever move for me. Yeah, I. I I I like the uh, nostalgia of some of the traditional conferences and who's kind of always been where. I I like that. It just it forms well whenever I think about teams and you know just regionally. There it's not all regional. There's some there's some changes in there, but it's kind of what I've always known of college football, and that's gone. Right. It's it's just flat out gone. So outside of that, I just I don't have the brain power to care really anymore about what they're gonna do with college football. Yeah. It it would be fun, like your new Big Twelve, Pac twelve, which gosh, what a call and call it, the biggie and the pock conferences <laughs> if they combined. It's like really oh, dude, that's okay, funny. Cowherd, whatever. Your your conference has 20, and mine has 22, because you say Stanford-Washington to the Big Ten. I, I say no. That's really the only difference we have. It would be cool if a you could do it with 20 or 22. You have an upper division, basically, and then you have a lower division, and they have relegation every single year where you can be promoted up or promoted down. Yeah, um, That would just be a little angle, a little hook to their conference that would create some interest that, you know, it's the one thing basically that the Big Ten or the SEC wouldn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I I think in order to – that's the first thing I would be doing. If I was the Big 12 or if I was the Pac-12 or even the ACC, any of these, these conferences that – Television-wise, are way behind the SEC in in the Big Ten in payouts. I would I would be ditching the traditional model and finding ways to make what we do way more interesting. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be rule changes; it has to be schedule changes. And one of the things that I would start looking at would be like. How do we figure out a postseason within ourselves that we can sell and we can generate excitement about? And maybe it's not even postseason. Maybe it's early season. Like the way they do their non-conferences, like an early non-conference tournament. I, I don't know. I'm just like, these are just like brainstorm just throwing sure. it out ideas. But you've got to find a way to make what you do more interesting. Uh, the other big news of the day, the Big 12 preseason list was released. All Big 12 offense and defense. OU only has one representative, and it's the punter, <laughs> Michael Turk. No offensive players on the Big 12 preseason first team. No defensive players on the all Big 12 preseason defensive team. 
And that's created quite the stir amongst the OU fans because I think once the Big 12 preseason poll is released tomorrow, OU will be picked to win the conference again. I don't think it's going to be by a wide margin, but I think OU is going to be picked to win the conference, and the only player that they'll have on that preseason list is a punter. So, what does that list tell us? Does that list tell us anything about the way the conference views OU this year? Why why just Michael Turk? I, I honestly don't have much of a problem with the list. I I mean, there's a couple of players that maybe you could say are are deserving of a spot. The problem is the players that are in those positions happen to be really good, and I would probably agree that they're the best in the conference, at least right now. Um, Here's the thing. I don't have a problem with how it looks preseason, but – I would be shocked if it looks the exact same postseason. I think we're, we're going to have several teams or several players uh, on those teams offensively and defensively. I, I, I mean, if it goes the way that I, I think, I think offensively you got a chance to have someone at every level. And when I mean every level, I mean like uh, offensive line, you know, wide receivers, and backfield. I think Dylan Gabriel is your guy in the backfield. I think there's two guys, really, that have a chance to be at wide receiver. Marvin Mims, Jaleel Farouk, and I think at least one of your offensive linemen is going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And maybe um, the same could be true for defense, have a guy at every level. Yeah. I I think that – I think defensively, I think Stripling's got a good chance Um, on the D-line. I think – Stutzman has a good chance. And let me go back. I think Ethan Downs may have an opportunity at D-line yeah, as well. Sure. I do feel like, well, I guess if you come on strong late, um, that's a good thing. So I think maybe he has a, has a good chance to come on strong late. Uh, Ethan Downs, Strip, uh, Stutzman at backer, and then, man, secondary? I think there's plenty of key opportunities. Lawrence? You in on some Key Lawrence? Sure. Bowman. Sure. Uh, yeah, he, there was a picture released of him over that. the weekend. He looks pretty good. Looks jack. Um any of the any of the the corners, some of the the guys that had flashes last year and some of the new additions look, look good. So I I wouldn't be shocked if any of those guys make a run. Now some of the guys on the defensive list are going to yeah, be they're, really they're, yeah. hard yep, 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 to yep. knock off. Will McDonald, uh, the kid from Kansas State who's a lot of people don't even know. The, he was preseason defensive player of the year, by the way. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He, he, he's stud. legit. Bijan Robinson was preseason offensive player of the year. Dylan Gabriel, preseason newcomer of the year. Right. Now, backer, Doyle at Baylor, Daniel Green at Kansas State, overshone at Texas. I think all of those guys – stand the uh the risk of being knocked off of there so yeah yeah i think we'll have plenty of representatives yeah there's two ways to look at it um one is that's ridiculous oh you definitely deserve someone on the list texas had what three and they were a five and seven football team last year let's get a little bit real here the other one is and in, in, in we we talked about it earlier it's does just add to all of the preseason crap that this team is is getting this mm-hmm. offseason and I'm 
they are very aware of it. Yeah. I'm sure they're being reminded of it uh, throughout the offseason and going on a conditioning that's happening right now. Sure. I'll tell you what I think is something to watch. I think there's a chance, pretty good chance, not great because the two guys that are there are fantastic, but because of this new offensive system, you may have an OU running back in the running. And if one of those guys happens to make this list, we have just had ourselves a hell of an offensive season. Do you think it's going to be Javante Barnes or Eric Gray? What's your beef with uh, Marcus Major? Uh, or I don't the Sawchuck kid? I, well, I've got a lot of beef with both of those guys, obviously. Okay. Um, hey, I... Uh, all aboard the Javante Barnes hype, but I've repeatedly told you, don't sleep on Eric Gray having a massive year and being the exact guy that you're talking about. Yeah. I think we're going to see the best version of himself this season. I think it would if, – if we have a guy on this list, and it's going to be hard to do because of his classification, but I think it could be uh, Javante Barnes. Oh, I think there's a real chance you could have the best one-two duo at running back in the conference this year. But it will be hard to knock off Deuce and Bajon. But I will say, uh, with Bajon, depending on what happens with Texas early in the season. Dude, and that's – I Opt-out territory. I was thinking about that today. It's Yeah, I understand Texas has all this hype right now, but God, can they just win a big game first? Because you know as well as I do, that program's got a lot of quit in them, man. They got a lot of quit in them. They also have a really tough early season schedule where they got to play Bama in week two. They got to play Oklahoma the second weekend of October. They got to go to Lubbock early on. Like, let that program have three losses heading into the second Sunday in October. And let's see if there's a little quit in that program. If they get off to a strong start and beat Alabama and look good against OU or vice versa, whatever, like, all right. Then let's talk. I don't want to have a conversation about Texas being good until the midway point of October. Because I know what it looks like once that program acquires a couple losses. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line. We'll get to some of those next. 651-3439. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. This is Teddy Lehman on behalf of my former Sooner teammate, Josh Tucker and Roof Tech of Oklahoma. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry that you won't get anywhere else. Roof Tech is fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. So if you need help with your roofing needs, call Roof Tech today, 405-703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. Do you or your loved ones need health insurance? Call the insurance experts at Allison Insurance. Bob and Robert Allison have over 75 years of combined experience and their team wants to ensure you that they have the health care solutions to fit your needs. Call 405-745-2968 and they can help you with Medicare supplements, your HSA, and more. Get the best insurance for you and your family by calling Allison Insurance today at 405-745-2968. 
Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all. Bringing you the final hour of the rush on this Wednesday. We're in studio. Air Comfort Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Let me get to a few of those. Clint uh, from Chapel Acres asking what the chances are. OU lands by Joe from Community Christian right here in Norman tomorrow. OU's in the final three uh, making this announcement. Uh, OU, Bama, and Michigan State. And the crystal balls say Michigan State is going to be the announcement for by Joe tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm sure everyone won't freak out about that. Um, Should be fun to deal with. Yeah, that's. I know people get all upset about that, but I don't think that's one to necessarily get upset about if he goes elsewhere. Um, it's not like he. I mean, he's been here for a handful of years, but it's not like. It's not your typical local kid, you know what I'm saying? No, he's from Senegal. Right. And he didn't even know what football was until a few years ago. Now there's, you know, I mean, he's raw, so there's an incredible upside there. But, uh, I mean, he just started playing football, so you never really know. I think he came to the States on the premise, like, he had hoop dreams. He, he was a basketball player. That's what he really wanted to do. Played football, realized he was pretty good at it, and so he's this is the path that he's going to take. But, yeah, it sounds like it's Michigan State tomorrow. Yeah. And, you know, I – and I've said this before on here. Don't know a whole lot about how he plays – but I'm always a little bit cautious about the basketball conversion players. Football is a totally different animal than basketball, especially in today's basketball. I totally agree. They flop on everything. It's ridiculous. Well, just just the practice and the preparation and the off season and the amount of of. I just the it's just different and I I don't know it's not for everyone so I'm always a little bit hesitant on the basketball conversion stuff. Yeah, Let, let's rifle through for you. The uh, preseason individual list are worthless. We got them right where we want them. Talking about only one player on the All Big Twelve list. OU recruiting is picking up steam. That's right. In case you missed it, OU got a four star receiver today out of Houston. They had the number 25 overall recruiting class now, according to 24-7. Uh, I think you got three on defense at the end of the year. Downs, Stutzman, Key Lawrence, and Woody Washington. Three to four will be there on the postseason All-Big 12 team. Possible. Uh, Going to be tough, though. That D-line group is tough. Uh, backer group is tough, but gettable. Yeah. Teddy, MotoGP racing is far superior to F1. Anyone can win any week. Much more passing, far more athletic. You can see the riders. The drama is real, not manufactured, and they very rarely stop the race. It's terrific. Is MotoGP, I'm guessing, is that motorcycle? Um, have you ever seen the Isle of Man race? No. Oh, my God. It is the most psychotic thing I have ever seen in my life. They race around this island. 
uh, I think it's in Great Britain or Ireland or somewhere, and they're racing on like narrow streets, and they're going like 200 plus miles an hour. Nice. No it. sides. They're, it's tree lined, brick walls lining it. It is psychotic. Uh, what do you guys think of the four players going to Big 12 Media Days? Uh, yeah, uh, Ethan Downs, I guess, was the surprise there, going as a sophomore. OU will have Big 12 Media Day next week on July 14th. Ethan Downs, Woody Washington, Dylan Gabriel, Marvin Mims. I think it's great. Um, don't know. Don't expect to hear a whole lot. No, I, I don't think you're going to get a whole lot. of. I, I think that that event is very overrated, in in my opinion, as a radio guy. Yeah. And, you know, those they're so guarded because you get all the media training about what to say, who to say it to. Um, that's why you kind of hear the same thing from everyone over and over and over. But I'm fine with it. I wouldn't expect a whole heck of a lot of personality. Maybe you'll get some, but... Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll represent well. Do you think this realignment gets rid of the rum-dum games? If so, does that kill the small school's budgets completely? I'm all for losing those games from a fan's perspective. Pretty sure teams like Missouri State depends on getting pounded by someone to pay the bills for the season. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the interesting thing is there. there's a chance of casualties in this whole thing. I mean, if that's what it's about, if it's about making sure the matchups are good and you get these giant conferences that maybe your maybe your non conference stuff, you got a twenty team conference, I mean you you should really play one non conference game and the rest should be conference games, right? Sure. At a minimum. Maybe maybe more than that. I don't know, but I refuse to believe the SEC, they're going to give up their uh, SOCON Saturday the week right before Thanksgiving. By God, they're going to do everything to keep that week. But Kidding, of course. Don't you think, I think the most important aspect of that is what happens to the playoff. If the playoff is expanded, then I think you'll see more conference games, better games. Uh, better crossover games, not I don't know worried how, about losing. I don't know how the playoff doesn't expand at this point. I really yeah. don't. You would think if they're just it's all for the all for the dollar, you think that it would. I mean, and, and if if teams are less worried about losing two games, three games, and they still have an opportunity to make the the playoff, then I think that could get really tough on your small schools. Let me do a uh, little bit of experience uh, with you to kind of work back to OU football here. So I'm going to give you like each position group and where what I have right now ranks them for this season. And you tell me what this football team looks like. You can put a number of wins on it. Just overall how good of a football team they look like. Okay. Uh, OU has the second best quarterbacks in the Big 12 this year. Or second best starting quarterback, basically, right? The okay. third best running back core. Okay. The second best wide receivers. Okay. The second best offensive line. Okay. The third best defensive line. Okay. The second best backers. And the second best DBs. Woo! Does that sound like a pretty good football team to you? Yeah. Does that team win the conference? Yeah. Does that team make the playoff? Yeah. So they're an 11-1 and football team. 
Yeah. Okay, I agree. So why am I holding an Athlon preseason magazine? They have those exact numbers that I just gave you, but they think OU is going to be a 9-4 and four team that plays in the Cheez-It Bowl this year. Don't that know. doesn't really add up to me at all. They must think the entire conference sucks. Well, and by the way, Baylor, who they have beating OU in the conference championship game, yeah, Baylor has, according to this magazine that's picking them to win the conference, the sixth best quarterback, the seventh best running backs, the ninth best wide receiver, and then the best O-line, yeah. second best D-line, best backers, and best DBs. I agree with them on O-line, D-line, LBs, and probably DBs. But quarterback is wrong. They'll be higher than that. And running back is dead wrong. I hope Baylor has the sixth best quarterback in the Big 12 this year. I'll feel a lot better about things. But regardless of Baylor, OU has... At worst, the third best position group on the entire field in the conference, and they're nine and four and go six and three in Big Twelve play. No way, man. No what that those yeah. numbers do not do not add up. Let's hope not. That means you are one unlucky football team if that's what it adds up to. Or poorly coached. Well, I guess if you're poorly coached, how could you end up with those position group rankings? Yeah, I don't know how you arrive at that. It's just a you Throw a bunch of crap on the wall. Well, I kept my receipt. I'm going to take it back. And when they ask what was wrong with it, I'm going to say their opinions suck. That's Do you think Walgreens gives money back on a magazine if you think the opinions suck? Well, according to what I see on social media, you shouldn't have even paid for it. Can't you just walk into those stores and grab what you want and leave? <laughs> Pretty Well, they'll still give you the two-foot receipt when you walk out. Yeah. I, everyone out west just goes in and fills up their sack and walks out. They don't do anything about it. Don't arrest you or anything. I'm Pretty just amazing. amazed. OU is going to play in the Cheez-It Bowl against Miami this year. Okay. I, if someone wants to take that bet, I'm, I'm willing to bet that. God, let's they hope that doesn't happen. They don't end up in the Cheez-It Bowl. Number one, we do not want to be in the Cheez-It Bowl. Number two, we do not want to play like a Miami team that's starting to get it together at the end of the season and like this is their build-on-it type of game, you know? Yeah. Don't want to do but, that. But uh, the one thing that they did have that I agree, Texas is number 29 in their preseason poll, which I thought it was a misprint right. at first, but I called them. It's indeed 29. I thought number two or number nine is what they meant. Now it's actually a 29. That's what I'm telling you. I think they just like wadded everything up, threw it against a wall, and started uh, jotting it down. That makes more sense than anything else <laughs> that I'm seeing here. Uh, OSU and Oregon in the Alamo Bowl. Uh, USC and Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl. New Year's Six Bowl game. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia in your playoffs. Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. Okay, I'm all right with that. I just I think the Georgia pick may be maybe a bit much. Um I think there's going to be a bit of a championship hangover. I'm selling on Georgia, you know this. And I think that their their talent level's going to dip somewhat. Uh, yeah. I don't think they're going to be bad, but They'll, they'll be a they'll be a two loss non conference champ. That's yeah. what I think. They'll I think they'll lose to Kentucky at Kentucky late in the year. They'll lose to Alabama, which if they lose to Kentucky, 
cats could slide in that SEC title game. But I think they'll start, she'll probably make the SEC title game lose to Bama and they'll be, you know, 6th, 7th, just miss out on the playoff. Hell, they may lose to Oregon in the opener. Yeah, I think they're going to curb stomp Oregon, honestly. Yeah, they might, but they might not. You never know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Couple of segments left. Keep hitting the text line 651 3439. because of what I was talking about in, in recruiting. And, and that is not a knock on Oklahoma. So I want to be abundantly clear here for everybody that, that listening to this. I believe Oklahoma is a top-tier blue-chip program in college football. I think that they will win. I like Brent Venables a lot. I think they can win at the top level. I believe they'll win SEC championships uh, in the future, and I think that they still can win a national championship. I do believe that it's harder there than it can be at USC. And, and I believe that even more so now after this move with USC going to the Big Ten. Joe Clatt of Fox Sports on the Colin Cowherd podcast. That's fine, man. The original sentiment was that California has more in-state talent than the state of Oklahoma. Of course, we know that to be true. I guess my question is, when, like, how long are we still going to use that point? Because I hear it all the time compared to OU. Uh, USC, UCLA have that. They haven't even been close to the program that OU's been in the past 20, 25 years, right? Yeah. Same thing with Texas, same thing with A&M. Really the same uh, for Georgia before they won the national championship this year. Florida, Florida State, Miami. Like, we always use that as a negative towards OU. Well, they just don't have the in-state talent like these other schools. But OU's been way more consistent than a lot of these going back five years, 10 years, 15 years, 25 years. I, I guess I'm wondering, like, when does that argument officially die? Because people continue to use it as kind uh, of a slam against OU and the job. Well, I think it's – I think it's been dead for a long time. Years. Years and years and years. Um it's almost like they think OU's on this deserted island of no talent whatsoever. There is talent in the state, and you're two and a half hours away from the Metroplex. I mean, it's the state of Oklahoma cannot compete with uh, California, Georgia, Alabama, like whatever. But in terms of like a three-hour radius, it's it's in a good spot. It's in a good location. Yeah, I I think that I think Oklahoma. No, they may not have some of the. The shopping and access to recruits that other places have. <laughs> Mostly the shopping. But, I mean, Oklahoma has done really well for, what, Eight, 70? 80 years now? Yeah, 70, 80 years. So, I'm not all of a sudden worried about it now, especially whenever recruiting has become, you know, more nationwide than it's ever been. We have a lot of great football players right here from this state, uh, from areas immediately surrounding our state, and from areas across the country, Florida, California. Not worried about it at all. Not worried. I Recruiting, I think, is going to get better here, and I think we're going to do a good job, but like I said – 
a, a bunch of times now. It's not going to matter as much as we're led to believe it will. And I know that a lot of people just hang their hat on recruiting. And it's all about the stars and it's all about where the class ranks. It's it's about the development. Yes, I'm not I'm not saying that you you can win at a high level without having good players in. But there's a lot of good players across the country. And there's a lot of good players that aren't five stars or even four stars. You know, there's a lot of five stars and four stars that have peaked at 18 years old. And their senior year in high school is the best they're ever going to be. And there's other kids that are three stars, four stars that have a lot of growth left in them. And who knows what you're going to get. That's why culture and development are, in my opinion, way more important than recruiting. Yeah. OU has seven addies, and they've always been a Norman. That's on the text line. Uh, if Spencer Sanders is the best quarterback in the Big 12 in 2022, it's a very bad year for QBs in the conference. Yeah. Totally agree with that one. Uh, Baker just found a lot easier conference. Yeah, that's why I'm so excited about this move. Yeah. The NFC South is gettable, buddy. It's gettable. God, it's a way more comfortable conference to play football in, that's for sure. Unfortunately, OU doesn't have the same NIL capabilities schools in larger markets do. Same can be said for Bama and Georgia, so I think we'll be fine. That's Jay in Tulsa. Yeah, uh, agree with that. Don't have some of the NIL capabilities, but not something I'm worried about. If California has more talent and SC is able to leverage that talent, and also Sark is such a great coach that Texas is back, then why did Sark suck at SC? Why did Sark suck? Why did Kiffin suck? Why did Coach O suck? You got to remember the most recent guy as well, Clay Hilton. I know no one remembers his, his name. name. Again, he was on the hot seat for like five consecutive years before they actually fired him. Yeah, Clay Hilton had. I had it up earlier. He had like it wasn't super consistent, but during his tenure there, he had like. Three different times he had a top five or top ten class recruiting. What'd that get him? Nothing. No. Because there's no culture and there's no development. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. This realignment stuff just makes me crazy. Four geographic conferences, 16 teams each. Top two hit an eight-team playoff. But that means the NCAA would have to have more competence than the existing conferences. Blanket, never mind. Yeah. I don't know. It is so weird that you got a handful of people that all they care about is their conference. And I'm talking about, like, presidents, ADs, whoever. And then there's others that are like, quick, get me the hell out of here. It's so weird that given that they all can't come together and – regionally divvy the thing up to where it makes sense it's somewhat even and you have like a normal league but that's kind of one of the unique things about college football and I've never really learned to embrace it I just learned to give up trying to fix it because no one really wants it it's the smart way to go about it. it it feels like the next big move um I I said earlier it depends on Notre Dame but it does feel like Especially the Pac-12, they're really trying to move quickly here. Maybe I'm dead wrong about that. But now with all of this going down, 
does it change your timeline on when you think OU's rolling to the SEC? Because for me, I'll be honest with you, I get the feeling, and I haven't talked to anybody or said the, no one said this to me, I, I feel like this is OU's last year in the Big 12 with everything happening so quickly. Uh, it hasn't changed my opinion yet. Um, if, if something big happens and because the Pac-12, their whole deal is up 2024. If something big happens and there's a merger with the big 12 and like that thing has to happen by 24, then I think. Uh, everyone makes it work to where it's all wrapped up in the 2024 season. Everyone's in their new spots. But I don't see it happening. I don't see us playing in the SEC next year. Unless something here with the Pac-12 quickly happens, and that could mean the Big 12 adding these new schools. Maybe you want to accelerate that. Well, I, I, think, I, think anything, I think anything can happen. And if people decide – but the problem is you've got – you know, 50 different people, the 50 different ideas and 50 different guys in a room that are trying to position themselves number one, it's, it just takes so damn long for anything to happen. So I'd be shocked if that were to take place. But, hey, who knows? All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap things up next. Stay with Opinions. Us. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions.